This episode is brought to you by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Bomba's vision is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas has designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. The Webb family over here has used them, and we love them. They're comfy, fun-looking, and come in family packs, which is awesome. I've never seen that before. I use my Bombas socks when I go on runs, and they're extremely comfortable. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. And the Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and perfect waist so they hang just right. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash purple rocket and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash purple rocket for 20% off. Bombas.com slash purple rocket. Parents, school's out, summer's here, and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. Go wild with wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid with any interest. Look, as a fellow parent, I get the pressure of finding something engaging and useful for our kids to do over the summer break. OutSchool can help keep them engaged and their minds stimulating their imaginations firing. They offer every kind of class you can imagine, from entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing to art, even magic lessons. There's something for kids of all ages, grades, and interests. We homeschool in the web house, and we plan to get Aurora and Cohen signed up with some out-school activities to keep them engaged in a fun way and help them explore their talents and maybe discover some new ones. Out-school will have your kids loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to outschool.com slash purple rocket and use code purple rocket to learn all about out-school summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash purple rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash purple rocket code purple rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. Hey, Rocketeers. It's your host, Greg Webb. Before we get started with our episode today, I wanted to take a second to introduce someone special. In today's story, we are going to have a guest host. Mr. Eric from the What If World podcast is going to be joining us to do one of the voices in today's story. So, Mr. Eric, why don't you introduce yourself? Thanks, Greg. I'm Mr. Eric, host of What If World, a show where kids ask what if questions and I spin them into off-the-cuff stories. You can call in your very own What If Question at 205-605-WHAT, and you can check out What If World on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the Kids Listen app. And Greg, I just wanted to say I had so much fun playing the nose. You really know how to write a great character. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Eric. If you guys haven't heard of this podcast, go check it out. It's hilarious. It's fun. You'll love it. 
And now, back to our story. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents... Life. Episode 12, The Booger Burglar. Ah, finally, some peace and quiet, Miles said to himself, getting cozy in his hammock under the tree. It took him ten YouTube videos to finally figure out how to set the thing up, which he now realized drooped way too much bending his body like a banana the second he dropped in. Awesome, he thought. Now I'm gonna have a hunchback. Miles had just finished his homework and was looking forward to celebrating by diving into a good book, one about Arctic pirates battling penguins. A couple sentences into his latest chapter and he was completely sucked into the frozen pirate world. But a few paragraphs in, right when he got to the part where the Emperor Penguin was about to defeat Captain Icebeard, he felt it. A sharp pressure building in his right nostril. He reached up and pressed on the outside of his nose. Ouch! Oh yeah, there's pressure all right. It was a big one. A 34-carat booger nugget wedged in his nostril. A Hoover Dam to his nasal airway. Miles certainly wasn't going to just leave it there. If he did, it would probably grow and grow until his nose swelled up and looked like one of those big, poofy Sesame Street noses. There was only one thing he could do. His elbow bent, bringing his hooked index finger up to his face. It shadowed his mouth as it made its final descent towards the right nostril. Thunk! He was in. His finger wiggled, poked, and twisted. Nope, nothing. Hmm, gotta go deeper. With a little effort, he pushed it further, sending his finger sliding up like a caver squeezing through a narrow cavern passageway. It stopped when it reached something solid. Dang, he thought. This sucker's huge! Once he was under it, he started slowly pulling it out. Only there was a teeny tiny problem. It wouldn't come out. Not the booger, his finger. It was stuck. Half of it jammed up his nose. Don't move a muscle, came a harsh voice. Miles spun out of the hammock and dropped hard to the ground. Who's there? He stammered, getting to his feet. Look at you, Miles, said the voice. Look what it's come to. I've tried to let it slide, I really have. But enough is enough. Who are you? Miles said, whirling around to see who was talking but seeing no one. Look at the window, Miles. Miles walked up and looked through the window. Weird. All he saw was an empty family room. It's time we had a chat, the voice said. Miles nearly jumped out of his socks when he saw the reflection of his left nostril flapping as it spoke. 
His nose was talking to him. Oh, boy, this is a dream. It's a dream. A really bad dream, Miles said, pacing on the lawn. If it was a dream, would I be able to do this? Ouch! His right nostril squeezed harder over his finger. Okay, okay, okay. Mm, what do you want? I'll tell you what I want, Miles. I want you to stop picking me. I don't pick on you. I didn't even know you were alive. You don't pick on me. You pick me. All you do is dig, dig, dig in math class when you're bored. What do you do? Dig. When you're watching TV and it goes to the commercial? Dig. When you're at church and the congregation sings? You dig. I don't pick at church, Miles shot back. Ah, please. You think that hymn book is hiding anything? That's it, Miles said. I've heard enough. This is insane. I'm going insane. Come on. Out you go. Miles yanked on his nose-picking arm, but it wouldn't budge. He grunted and pulled as hard as he could, even trying to pry it free using his foot. But it was no use. His nose had too tight of a grip. You're a booger burglar, Miles, his nostril said, using all its strength to hold on to the finger. You've been robbing the booger bank for far too long. Picking me clean. It's called a tissue, kid. All you have to do is hold it up and blow into it. Is that too much to ask? But I see Mom and Dad picking their noses sometimes, Miles complained, trying to free himself from the Chinese finger trap in his face. I don't you worry. They're next, his nose said. What do you mean? Don't you think I know their noses? Narls and Nelly are sick and tired of being ransacked, too. Your parents think they're so clever. It's like they think the driver's seat in the car makes them invisible or something. Hello? There are six wide windows that say otherwise. Gnarls and Nelly? Miles asked. The names of their noses, you booger bandit. We're fed up with this family and their nasty habits. Even your sister Maggie's in on it. She thinks she's so nimble, going for the deep dive with the pinky finger. And don't even get me started on your allergies. It's like a month-long sneeze. You sneeze, I leak. You sneeze, I leak. It's exhausting. There's this amazing new invention called allergy medicine. Okay, I get it, Miles snapped. I'll stop picking my nose and use a tissue. Miles's nose narrowed and dilated as it spoke. I wish I could take your word for it, kid. I really do. But I just can't go on like this. I have to teach you a lesson. Get you to remember the consequences of picking me. Miles, time for dinner, his mom called from the back door. Gross! Get that finger out of your nose! She shook her head and shut the door. Miles' nose snorted. If it weren't for me, you would have spoiled your appetite by now. I don't eat them, Miles argued. Yeah, I guess not, his nose admitted. You're more of a roll and flick kind of guy. Enough chit-chat. Pick up the phone. What? I'm inches from your ear. You heard me. Pick up the phone. Miles reluctantly pulled out his phone. Now dial Stacy, his nose told him. No way. His nostril squeezed. Do it or you'll never see this finger again! Miles whimpered as he dialed Stacy's number. After a couple rings, she picked up. Hello? She said. 
tell her to come over. Miles' nose whispered. No, Miles said. What? Miles, is that you? Stacy asked. Do it. His nose squeezed. Can you, could you stop by for a minute? Miles asked. I want to show you something. Uh, sure. They hung up. Minutes later, Stacy, his neighbor and crush of his life, came to the front door. Miles snuck past his mom to answer it. When the door opened, Stacy saw him standing there with a rag over his face, two voices quietly arguing behind it. Take it off. No. I can sneeze this thing off if I have to. Miles, Stacy interrupted. You wanted to show me something? Slowly, Miles pulled the rag off his head, revealing his finger crammed up into his nose. Gross! Stacy immediately shouted. Stacy, I can explain. Stacy looked at him like he had the plague. Did you? She looked around. Did you do this before holding my hand the other day? No, Stacy, I didn't. I don't. This isn't what it looks like. Oh, really? Stacy scowled at him. Because it looks like you called me over to show me a booger on your finger. Completely disgusted, she leaned in and lowered her voice. We shared a slice of pizza. And with that, she stormed off. Now Miles was really mad. His finger was going to ruin him. He marched back into the house and got his family's attention. Mom, Dad, Maggie... I am a nose picker, he confessed. His mom paused in the middle of pouring Maggie's soup. Miles, we know. Now get that finger out of your nose and wash your hands. I can't. Maggie giggled. His dad pointed at him with his spoon. Now, son, when your mother tells you... No, I mean, I really can't. It's stuck, Miles explained. After a few minutes of convincing, at which point Miles was practically in tears, his family believed him and jumped to his aid. They took turns yanking on his arm, trying to pry the finger free. They made a train and pulled on each other like they were competing in a game of -of tug-of-war with Miles' nose. It still wouldn't budge. Forget it! This finger belongs to me! His nose shouted. Miles' family froze. Seeing the nostril flap and talk was both shocking and revolting. Get used to it, gang. This finger's become a permanent addition to Miles' face. Look at the bright side, Mom. He can't play any more video games. Miles' mom raised her eyebrows thoughtfully as she considered this. Mom! Miles shouted. Okay, Nose, you win, she said. Let's just go out to eat and celebrate Miles' new face. I'll drive. She winked at Miles and then grabbed the car keys. Confused, Miles followed her out to the car. A few minutes into the drive, after they passed 5th and 6th Street, he was starting to realize what she was doing. She wasn't taking them to a restaurant. She was going to the hospital. What is this place? Miles's nose snorted as they walked into the emergency room. The best restaurant in town. Miles' mom lied. After an annoyingly long wait and enduring the disgusted stares of dozens of people, including a guy who'd walked in with his arms stuck in a toilet, 
they were finally escorted to the doctor's office. Not to worry, the doctor said with a chuckle after assessing the situation. Believe it or not, you're not the first to come in with this problem. He put on his glasses and leaned in close with his special tweezers. Try to hold very still. You might feel a pinch. Who is this? A server? The nose said. What is he trying to do with those chopsticks? The doctor slammed back in his wheelie chair, making him slide back and bang into the wall. Wait a minute. This isn't no restaurant. It's a hospital. Miles' nose said. He huffed angrily. Stay back. I mean it. Once the initial shock had worn off, the doctor dove in, determined to free the trapped finger. He battled with Miles' nose, which clenched onto the finger the harder the doctor tried to squeeze in with his tweezers. Give it to me! The doctor said through gritted teeth. The effort was starting to make him look more like a mad scientist than a respectable physician. Nuh-uh! The nose said, pinching tighter. Back off, you're gonna get it! I mean it! Don't make me- That's it! Achoo! Miles' nose sneezed all over the doctor, making him cower back in gooey defeat. Get to the stairs! The nose ordered. Please, I- Miles started. Go! His nose squeezed the finger hard. Stay back, woman! It said to Miles' mom, making her sit back down. Miles ran to the nearest staircase and took it all the way to the roof as ordered. When they reached the top, a blinding spotlight stopped on them. Miles's hair blew back as a pulsing helicopter lowered above him. Don't do it, said a voice over a megaphone. A man with a mustache and a big jacket jumped out of the helicopter and walked towards Miles. Back up or I'm taking this finger to the brain, the nose threatened. You don't want to do this, the man said slowly into the microphone. Just let the finger go. Never! Miles' nose shouted. If I let go, it'll just keep picking me. No, I won't, Miles argued. Please, please, please just give it back. I'll stop, I promise. He's just a kid, nosy. The man said, still talking into the megaphone even though he was only ten feet away. My name's not Nosy. Kid or not, he shouldn't be picking his nose. I've done everything for him. I've given him the smell of fresh flowers. His favorite foods, gasoline. I deserve better than this. Yes, you do, the negotiator agreed, inching closer. You've been a very loyal nose. A nose anyone would be proud of. You're proud of your nose, aren't you, son? Miles nodded emphatically. You are? His free nostrils started to run a little from all the emotion. Of course I am, Miles said. Remember the first time we smelled a campfire together? His nose sniffed. It was incredible. Who knew burnt wood could smell so good? And the time we got allergies and you whistled every time I exhaled? So we whistled jingle bells? The nose chuckled. Best rendition of a song I've ever heard. Laser dots appeared on the nose, but then quickly disappeared as the negotiator waved for the SWAT team behind him to stand down. 
I love you, Miles, the nose said. I love you too, Miles said, stroking his nose. I promise I'll start using a tissue. No more picking. The nose sniffed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, he said between sobs. Miles's finger popped out of the nostril, feeling the cool, dry breeze for the first time since that morning. Touched by the scene, the negotiator set down his megaphone and put a warm blanket over Miles and handed him a tissue. Miles raised it to his nose and gently blew, cleaning out his nostrils with ease. Thank you, his nose whispered. The negotiator escorted Miles into the helicopter, which lifted off the roof and flew over the twinkling lights of the city towards Miles' house. As they flew, the loud woom woom wooms of the propeller were starting to mess with Miles' ears. Without thinking twice, he raised his finger and dug into his right ear, trying to clear it up. Suddenly, he felt a squeeze. His eyes widened. His throat went dry. He went to pull his finger free, but it wouldn't budge. Out of the corner of his eye, he could see his other ear bending and opening like a mouth as it said, Oh, I don't think so. Again, a huge thank you to Mr. Eric from the What If World podcast. If you haven't heard it yet, go listen to it. It's awesome. It's hilarious. Mr. Eric does an amazing job. And you can find it by searching What If World in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or just go to whatifworldpodcast.com to hear his stories. Mr. Eric, you're awesome. Thanks for your help on this one. I loved your voice of the nose. It was perfect. So, I know we got a lot of nose pickers out there. Boys, girls, moms, dads. You're almost all guilty. But it's important that we talk about the alternatives to nose picking because picking our noses is not only a bad habit, but it could actually be unhealthy for us. Boogers. I just love saying boogers. Boogers. Boogers are natural. It's usually the buildup of excess mucus in our nose or when the mucus on our little nose hairs pick up dust particles that fly up into our nostril and they form into boogers. So they're kind of like air filters for our nose. But when we get a lot of them, it's kind of annoying. So what we need to do, like the story suggests, is get a tissue and blow your nose and work at it with a tissue best you can. Picking your nose with your finger can cause little abrasions or little cuts in your nostril, which can cause nosebleeds. And you're bringing more germs on your finger up into your nasal passage, which can cause infections and all sorts of problems you want to avoid. Plus, it's kind of a gross habit. So if you find yourself with the urge to pick, the urge to dig for gold... Try to find something to keep your hands busy. Pat on your stomach, play with a little toy in your hands. Keep your hands busy, and then go find a tissue. 
I know it can be hard sometimes when you get some really big nuggets, okay? I know it's hard. And sometimes there can be an underlying issue like allergies, in which case you need to address those, maybe with some medicine. Have your parents help you figure out what the problem is if you have a lot of mucus and a lot of boogers all the time. Maybe it's an allergy issue. And there are other things like nasal spray or medicines that can help you take care of that. If not, try to simply use a tissue to clean out that nose. So if you have that habit, think of all the triggers or places or moments that usually make you think to pick your nose. Recognize where those places are or when those moments are and try to come up with a plan to distract yourself from picking your nose. Maybe keep a tissue on hand when you could feel that you're having a lot of boogers or mucus lately. Rocketeers, all anyone can ask of you is to do your best to keep your nose clean and do so in a safe way that's not going to cut your nose up or put a bunch of bacteria up into your nostrils. And don't worry, your nostril is not going to trap your finger and talk to you. Although, that would be a really effective way to get over your habit. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Life, which is a production of the Purple Rocket Podcast. Be sure to tune in next Monday for an all-new episode and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or go to purplerocketpodcast.com and sign up there. Thank you so much for listening. This is your host, Greg Webb.